The entire team at Emsolation want to acknowledge that we are gathered on the traditional lands of the Wurundjeri people. We want to recognise that we are recording and telling our stories on the stolen land of our country's first storytellers. We wish to pay our respects to all Wurundjeri elders and ancestors and to extend that respect to any First Nations peoples who listen to Emsolation. We recognise Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples' continued connection to the land and waters of this country and acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded. Always was, always will be. M. Rossiano. I'm a method actor. I'm the Joaquin Phoenix of National Press Club addresses. <laughs> and Michael Lucas. People say queer baiting like it's a bad thing, and I just think depends on the audience. This is M. Salation. This is evidence. M. Rossiano lives in a multiverse. <laughs> That's the same universe where the moon landing didn't happen. <laughs> You're in M. Salation. Well, hello there, and welcome to the first official edition of Emsolation for 2023. My name is Em Rossiano. I'm a writer, a singer, a stand-up comedian, a maximalist power queen, a neurodivergent magic brain, a podcaster, and together with my best friend since I was 11, Logie and Actor Award winner and screenwriter, Mr Michael Lucas, I bring you this podcast. Four years going strong, baby. Four years? Three years going strong, <laughs> I don't know. It's been a while. It's been a while since our humble beginnings in our roof. And I'll tell you right now, only getting stronger. I come to you from our new revamped studio. Got a facelift. We've got some professional signage. You'll be able to see it all online. We're gearing up for a massive year. Can you hear the smile in my voice? There's a smile in my voice. I'm really genuinely happy to be back. You know what happens to me when I go on holidays? I fall into a deep depression because I lose my routine and I think, oh, I'm so exhausted, I need to not do anything and then all of a sudden all the things I've not wanted to think about for 12 months just it just completely envelop me, just like I get on, like it's just a shit heap, stacks on of feelings and things I've pushed away and then they just explode out and I've got to deal with them. But when I'm working, oh, it's so healthy, isn't it? <laughs> I'm really excited because today I got invited to the Magic Mike movie premiere. I'm side, I'm sidebarring already. Wait, here we go. I wasn't really, I'm like, oh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I mean, Magic Mike can give or take. Great, sure. Hard-bodied men dancing. There's no downside, but, you know, you've seen one stripper, you've seen them all. Although at my hen's night, it was all mainly gay men and they hired a stripper for me and they hired another gay man who was like four foot five and blonde with a big prince tattoo on his back. And, like, that was great, but he really paid more attention to my friends that were there rather than the bride to be. Sorry, I'll come back. So I'm like, mm, maybe I'll go, I don't know. So I, I thought, mm, why don't I just, I'll just watch the trailer. So I watched the trailer. I'm going to put on a show at this famous theatre. People are numb disconnected. We're going to wake them up with a wave of passion they've never felt before. Hell yeah. And the trailer is literally the story. I mean, from what I can glean, I'm sure there's other things. Selma. What's Selma? Um, oh my gosh. Hot. Wait, hang on. You know the one? Um, she's amazing. Selma. Selma. Oh, come on. Selma Hayek. I thought it was that. I thought it was Hayek. Anyway, so Selma Hayek is like, I don't know, 
the strip club owner or some kind of ex-dancer. And she's like 56. Looks amazing. Not that that matters. Her and Channing Tatum's character, like, you know, putting something together and then all of a sudden they're like in bed. And so you've got this hot late 30-something in bed with a hot late 50-something. And I was like, oh, now you're being interesting. I want every woman that walks into this theatre to feel that a woman can have whatever she wants, whenever she wants. Now you've piqued my interest. Now I understand why I've been invited to this thing. And this is as it should be. This is what I want to see more of. I want to see young, hot, hard-bodied, appropriately aged men. And I think late 30s is the perfect age for a woman in her mid-50s. And I want to see him worshipping at the altar of her. I want to see him throwing her around a bed, making her breakfast, giving her cups of tea, popping a blankie on her, on her knees, tucking her up in bed at 9pm. Go off and dance in your club, babe. Go earn those dollar-dollar bills for mama. But I love the idea that this gentleman is looking after this woman who's much older and treating her the way, quite frankly, women deserve to be fucking treated because by the time you've got to your late 50s, do you know how much shit you've had to swallow? Do you know how much bullshit behaviour you've had to put up with? Do you know how many mediocre men you have had to endure and absorb the behaviours of? If we could all find ourselves that man. And it just, quite frankly, gives us all hope. To all the gay men listening, to all the lesbians, to all the non to all of you, when you hit your twilight, late 50, late 60, late 70s, may you all have a young, hard-bodied person who's looking up to you, who's servicing you. And maybe it's not sexual. Maybe it's a companion. Maybe it's a friend. Still nice to look at, you know. We're not dead. Still can look, still can feel. If our eyesight goes, can touch, run our hands down the pecs, the boobs, whatever takes your fancy. Maybe both. Anyway, I'm very excited. I will be going to the Magic Mike movie that's coming out. I think it's called The Last Dance or some shit. I don't even care. And I will be in there. I plan on, I'm going to plan on getting pretty tipsy and I plan on, woohoo, go for her! Every time Salma Hayek touches Channing Tatum, I can never say his name right, and I will be giving you all a full debrief and rundown, don't you worry. I feel like, I wish I could organise a group watch for all of us to go along to a massive cinema. I wish that I could rent out a cinema Oh my God, can we, is any, if anyone is listening from Universal Pictures right now, I would like to rent out an entire cinema and fill it with emsolators who want to witness Salma Hayat being worshipped, okay? That would be so fun. Oh my God, I love it. But like, make sure no one makes like eye contact with each other and we don't have to talk. Like we can just woohoo and, you know, like, we can be weird. It'll be a room full of weirdos. Anyway, I love that idea. Okay, wait, what did I, I'm back. So welcome to the first episode for the year. We're so excited. We're giving you our predictions. We're covering off Harry's autobiography. We're covering off Madonna's World Tour. We're talking about what we think is going to happen with US politics, with Britney, uh, with J-Lo and Ben, with Australian politics. It's all there. Everything you might have felt like you missed from Michael and I over the break. I hope you're all okay. January is often mental health month for a lot of people because Christmas was the adrenaline was keeping you going and then in January you just sat there with the wreckage of what the year and December in particular did to you. So hopefully this is going to give you a little bit of energy for the day. I'm so excited to be back. Thank you for giving us your ears. And when I say we've got lots of exciting things in store for you this year, this is not me, you know, this, this is true. There's going to be some great announcements coming up more insulation than you can handle. I'm really excited for the year ahead. Okay, play the music.
M. Rossiano and Michael Lucas. This is M. Salation. This feels so weird. It does. It does. We just got to get used to it. I feel like I'm on Parkinson. It's very conversational. <laughs> Only. Oh, I watched that interview he did with Madonna where she told the story of how she went to France with the French producers yeah. and yeah. basically lied to them and came home and never returned. Yeah. I she was that. peaking that night. Yeah. She, she looked He great. was a bit creepy. He said he was dribbled on his tie because she was so hot, but she was okay with it. When you no, start drooling on your tie. Not for different reasons, Madonna. No, but... You don't like flirting with the older man. No, I don't mind it at all. And it's a very nice tie, by the way. That's so funny you bring him up. He's dead, isn't he? No. Oh, he's one of those guys I'm He's retired. He must be 107. Quite old now, yeah. He's not dead. I don't think There's Parkinson is There's just a select dead. few of people that I'm just like, Hyacinth Bouquet from Keeping Up Appearances is still alive. The Bouquet residence, lady of the house speaking. Patricia Routledge, still yeah. Alive. A matron from a country practice was still alive up until like November last year. Wow. I based, no, yes. I based my view of matriarchy around the matron from a country practice and Madge from Neighbours. Right, okay. To me, they're the women you want fitting your bra. They're the women you want telling you about sex. They're the women you want to comfort you when you have heartbreak. So I've really tried to, I don't know, I think just adapt myself around Madge and the matron. Oh, I think it's a good model for life. Also, I think that we are probably now the age that Madge and Charleston was when she played Madge on Neighbours. I think we've hit that age. No. I can't believe it. I really think no. we have. No! I think she was early 40s. I know I... Constantly do this, but I really think she well, was. Well, the viral photo of bloody Steve Martin and Diane Keaton going yes, around. I know. From Father of the exactly Bride. Exactly my age. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we should start. Michael Lucas, fresh from the airport. You, you're tanned, you're blonde, you're in a Hawaiian shirt. I know. The shirt's a little close to your skin tone. Well, that You look I, like you've got some inappropriate tribal tattoos. If I squint my eyes. Okay. <laughs> I just want to point, point out that this it is a pink and black design for those who aren't watching the video, and it is quite clearly foliage. It is like a Hawaiian shirt. There is nothing tribal about it. Could be spears. It's really not. <laughs> Don't get me cancelled. <laughs> I would never get you cancelled. And if anyone's looking a bit tribal here, Ms. Leopard Print me. head to toe. Leopard Print is... You know, it's the new neutral. I'll tell you right now. It's a neutral. Hey, welcome back. First step. First step. 2023. New set. Yes, we're sitting opposite each other. So profesh. It is profesh. And we're both a little uncomfortable. I know. And yet we're in far more comfortable chairs. And yet for some reason <laughs> we're sort of sitting stiffly. We're sitting in Luigi Rusciano's chairs, the first ones he bought when he came to this country, my, my nonno. Surely re-upholstered. Re-upholstered. Oh, I was going to say. Special. But yeah. these, these sat in my grandparents' lounge room where he would sit and watch The prices Right and call everyone a fucking head. Okay. And ah, uh, you're fucking kid. And um, it's just, it's a beautiful piece of history. And I love that he's in here that's tiny, angry, adorable grandfather of mine that just hated everyone and didn't eat meat. <laughs> I feel, I feel his anger. I feel his hatred. I feel everything except his vegetarianism. Yeah, coming through the chairs. So it's a new set. We've mm. got the middle. Appropriately. Some pictures. Look, before we get into all the things, there's a lot of things happened. It feels like Every on-brand pop culture event went down as soon as we went off air. It was a heady time. <laughs> so we're going to go back and cover a few things. But we must talk about the biggest thing to happen for both of us, and that is Madonna announcing her world tour. A celebration tour. <laughs> Wait, hang on a minute. I'm 
Yeah, come on, don't get this wrong. Didn't sound ground enough. Good for her. I have a new sound effect, Matt. Oh, Odie, can Chella tell Odie to stop texting me? I'm recording and she can get money from someone else. And we're off to a professional start. (sighs) (laughs) I do, but she keeps saying, Mum, Mum, can you just tell her to stop texting? (laughs) It's my Apple Watch. (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm going to phone her. Like, she literally left me here for the sole purpose (laughs) of recording today's podcast and she is, I'm telling you, harassing me. Odette, how do I even... Be quiet, Chella. How do I... Oh, my God. Do not try me today, anyone. I cannot... It's like, we're off to a fresh start. Like, oh, great. Like, Odie. (sighs) Can we take a moment to reflect fondly on when Em pronounced that the purchase of her Apple Watch just meant she was going to be so chilled out and calm? Shut up, Ben! Oh, Oh, she doesn't hang answer. on, what, Furious texting, no answer. Oh, that's a special combination. Who is she, your husband? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Like, text me 15 messages in a row but can't pick up the phone. <laughs> Honestly, is there anything more infuriating? And, yes, her father does that all the time. Mm. I'll get some stupid text and then I'll call in because I can't be bothered Straight texting. Away. Because my thumbs mm. are shaking furiously because I'm like, oh, you don't know where to put the washing powder? Really? This is a text? Let me phone you. Em today finally convinced me to sync our um, Apple <laughs> iWatches so that she can, we can, she can, Em literally knows how many calories I'm burning. Yeah. You and I are in competition. You're winning though. How did you, you've been on a plane. How have you got so many steps in and kilojoules burned? So Michael and I are in competition Mm. And I can see that he has done 5,000 steps. How many have I done? How many steps have I done, according to you? Um, according to me, 7,800. But uh, Excuse uh, me, 8,114. Okay, sure. But who's done more kilojoules? I've walked further. Well, give me time. I have children. Anyway, can't see, <laughs> can't see any way that this is going to turn bad. I have checked your progress so many times today. It's the really inevitable weird. tragic end result of this is that one day one of us will be deathly ill and they'll get a text from the other one going, oh, suck it, having a lazy one, are you? <laughs> that's that's what this is leading or to. Or I'm just laying dead in a gutter. Yeah. And you text me, oh, <laughs> steps, are down, steps are down, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So grim. Hang on a minute. <laughs> Mother Madonna has announced her world tour. Mm. Madonna genuinely has sold 600,000 tickets, is having, cannot add shows fast enough, mm. and she put out the sweetest video. Have a listen. Listen to this. She just sounds so relieved. I just want to say thank you to all of my fans for all of your love and support over the last few days. I don't take any of this for granted. I feel like the luckiest girl in the world, and I'm so grateful for all of your support. And I can't wait to put the show together and have a moment with each and every one of you on the stage to celebrate the last four decades of my journey. And I'm, I don't take any of this for granted. Yeah. Thank you. I genuinely think she was worried Mm. that no one would come. That was her version of choking up at the end. Mm -hmm. Mm. Don't you think she was honestly? Yeah. Because... 
She's shocked. Well, because her last tour, she just did it in theatres. Mm. So she bought really bought it down. Mm. And if you've bought it down in that way, there'd be a huge part of you that would be concerned, can I fill out an arena again, let alone multiple shows at an arena? Is, are my days of selling out Madison Square Gardens behind me? No, sir. No, sir. No, ma'am. She and do you know who three. two of the tickets <laughs> in Madison Square Garden will be? <laughs> we are going. We're going. We bought the tickets. Well, Michael bought the tickets. I haven't paid him back for them yet. I'll get it to you. Don't worry. I just, I was so nervous. I was so nervous. And like, we, we, I was sitting next to you and I couldn't get excited. And you're like, okay, I'm in. And then we couldn't confirm the tickets. Oh, there was, it was an American Ticketmaster <sighs> account. And I was just paranoid that at a certain point I'd be locked out. I don't know what was happening. Yeah, but anyway, we were worried. We are in. We're confirmed to be going. Now it's August 26th. A few little details like flights, accommodation, yeah. everything like that. Yeah, that's right. 26. Yeah. Late summer. Beautiful I, time to be in New York. This is our, this is Mecca. This is our pilgrimage. I don't know how you and I are going to be in the lead up. I'm not going to be held responsible for my or your behaviour mm. in the lead up, during mm. and post. <laughs> because I just feel like we need to state right now. This is, oh my God, Michael. Oh mm. my God. We are going to see Madonna. We have seen her in Australia. We should have. No, New York's this, different. Okay, this is and and also this is a dedicated greatest hits. It's not like she's promoting an album. Last time we saw her promoting Rebel Heart. Ah, I don't care for anything after you know what. But for me, yes, great Madonna's going to be there. But it's also the kindred spirits that will be at Madison mm. Square with us. Mm. No one under thirty five is allowed to go. Yep. You, I'm sorry, you're too young. You're too young to appreciate. You're a Johnny Come Lately, quite frankly. I don't know. I feel like we can appreciate Barbara and we would have been on that, you know, scale. It's a different relationship. It is a different relationship. Don't you feel? Yeah, it's more like the music that your mother gave you as opposed to the music (laughs) that you planned for yourself. So I'm just, I want to open with Express Yourself. Like we both have to make our fantasy set list. We'll be working on that. Mm. I'm staunch and adamant on Express Yourself as opening. What do you feel should be opening number? I feel like she probably will open with celebration, which is the Ew. I, I think I know. No. I'm not saying she should, I'm saying she I think she will. And I think she will end with holiday because it was her first hit. Oh mm. Mm-hmm. Mm, it's just so anticlimactic. Holiday. Yeah. Nah. nah. When she does it live. Holiday. Nah, it's, come I've, on. I mean I've seen it. I know, of course. <laughs> come on. Okay, well I think she should end with Vogue. I know. Because you just like the final state of Vogue. Well, and that's it, out. Yeah. And I want a ball. Yeah. I want all these magnificent drag queens, trans women. I want the full, I want some of the OG ball scene, whatever, whichever Vogue dancers are still mm. alive mm. from the original clip to Jose come out. Jose Extravaganza. Oh, not that they're speaking, it's a little bit. Complex. No, he, he, he um, did her last uh, Pride performance. But the big question was, were the girls going to join her? Nikki and Donna. What do you think? How old are Nikki and Donna now? Oh. I, I would say eight to ten years younger than Madonna, so they'd be mid fifties, I think. Nikki, what's her last Harris. name? Harris. Nikki Harris, Madonna, age. <laughs> Sixty. Okay. Yeah, Ben, I don't know how to stop the live Google on the new pad. <laughs> what do I press? Let's just commit to Got this. it. There we go. Yeah, I need the girls there. At least for a couple songs. Because obviously they weren't there for all the eras. They were there for a really hefty chunk of them. Mm. Mm. Donna went all the way to the Confessions Tour. Yeah. So she went really. She was there for all the glory days. What are we wearing? That's a big question. I mean, I think I'm going to have to get something custom. Last time 
you went as the sort of matador Madonna mm. and we went as your bedazzled balls. And you covered your faces. That was real commitment. It was. It was a doily on a paper plane. <laughs> Spray painted. I know. Such bad craft. It was bad craft. Yeah, it was. We would get booed and possibly evicted if we turned up to <laughs> Madison Square Garden with doilies and paper plates with silver spray paint and mm. macaroni, which is what we did last time. I think that you would look really good in, like, what she did for a Super Bowl, which had the sort of, like, the Egypt, like, the Cleopatra sort of headdress. Cultural appropriation. Okay. Let's hope that she strips that all out of the show. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think she'll go as far as, like, to be dressed as a geisha. Oh, God. But let's not think about it. Let's not okay, think about it. Right. We're very excited. Oh my goodness. People, we're gonna have to like we're gonna have to have a dedicated segment of the Madonna build up that's just separate. So people who, who've had enough mm. can just opt out. Skip forward. <laughs> we need like a Netflix skip forward function. <laughs> now, so yeah. many things occurred while we were on break. So many deaths. A lot of deaths. Ballet Barbara Walters. Yeah. Who I mean, upon reflection and all those amazing compilations made by gays, mm. she was... She was killer. Oh, my God. Mm. This has been our favourite thing to surface, her interview with Mariah Carey asking her about her relationship with Nicki Minaj. Oh. I'm quick to check a bitch if she is out of line. Are you the bitch she's singing about? Don't know. Don't know what she's saying. I didn't know she sang. I thought she rapped or whatever. Now you've been walking around doing this with Adrian. Yeah. Give it to me. Um, Give me any of the Barbara Walters. It was like in her song that she sang about American Idol, she said, I am quick to check a bitch when she is out of line. Are you the bitch? <laughs> and Mariah goes, don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, does she sing? I thought she rapped or whatever. <laughs> it's amazing. Mimi's, I've been told Mariah Carey has an Apple masterclass and oh. apparently it is a masterclass, but not in the way that you're expecting. Okay. Yeah. She's so entertaining. Yeah, we need to. I'm, for some reason, I own masterclass pass. Like mm. I, I paid for it mm. in one night of terror where I... I ordered vitamins and joined Masterclass because I thought I needed to watch to like because my life was spiralling. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I've got a year's worth. So I think I wow. might go and watch Mariah's Masterclass. <laughs> so Barbara died. Lots of people died. Lisa Marie died. Mm. There's quite a few deaths. But I think the big one that happened, and we won't do this chronologically, we'll do it as it comes into my head, Harry, Prince Harry, released Spare. He did. His autobiography. I finally finished the Meghan Harry documentary. Wow. Took your time. Yeah, I did. Mm. And by the end of it, I wish them well. Yeah. And I judge people now on three things. Their opinion around Invasion Day, their opinion around Abby Chatfield, and their opinion around Meghan Markle. (laughs) And if I disagree with any of their stances (laughs) on those three topics, topics, they're not for me. Yeah. And as we are pro-Abby Chatfield, we are pro-Meghan Markle, and we are pro-not celebrating Australia Day. So, so you have to have all three. Yeah. Two is not sufficient. I just think if you have an issue with Meghan Markle, mm, okay. why? If you have an issue with Abby Chatfield, I'd really love to know why. Mm. I'd love to know what she challenges within you. What? Mm. A woman being successful, a woman being sex positive, a mm. woman being sure of herself. Like, I just don't understand what things that Abby would do would challenge you. Mm-hmm. You can disagree with some of the things she says, but, again, that's different to, like, condemning her. Mm-hmm. I think she's rad. 
And Australia, I mean, that's it's not Australia Day, it's Invasion no. Day. There's no, you, there's no complex discussion around mm. this. This isn't a, everyone's entitled to opinion. No, you're not entitled to opinion unless your opinion is change a date, it's Invasion Day, we do not celebrate it. Like, yeah. that's the only opinion you're entitled to. Otherwise, no. I'm sorry. You could be put in a very difficult circumstance if you're at an anti-Australia Day rally and, people, and you're cheering on people screaming out, going, always was, always will be, and you're like, yeah, and then this person says, and by the way, Harry, stop talking about your testicles, and you'll be like, oh, no, <laughs> no. No, I do want to talk about Harry's testicles. What a segue. I mean, wow. We're on fire. I just didn't think I'd be getting as many penis-related stories. I mm. mean... Prince Harry's Prince Albert was headlining for a solid week. And we should say neither of us have read the book, but we might as well have, given how much coverage there was. I feel like I have. It's early release in Spain. And, and I also... <laughs> I know that he's not circumcised. It's not mm. something I thought I would learn from him in his no. own words. But I think the biggest revelation, so obviously it covered off his childhood, schooling, his time in the army, family, relationships, life as a royal, all that stuff. Mm. And Harry and I share something very special. Mm-hmm. He and I both lost our virginities behind a pub. Oh, to an older person. In possibly my favourite passage in the book, mm. he revealed he lost his virginity. I he was on a football field. Behind a pub in a field. Okay, gotcha. So the, the field was directly behind the pub. Must have been a rural pub. Rural. The Roger. And he said, um, lost it to an older woman who treated him like a young stallion. Mm. And then we got the following sentence. I mounted her quickly, after which she spanked my ass and sent me away. Oh, and didn't Liz Hurley have to come out and confirm, <laughs> not me? Yes. Yeah. Oh, there has been, I mean, obviously I was a part of this. I went down so many Reddit threads trying to find out. <laughs> I thought middle. you meant I had to come out and confirm, wasn't me? <laughs> I just want to categorically state <laughs> it was not me who Harry mounted like a young stallion behind the pub in the field. It was not me. Okay, stop harassing me, all right? Although I do love a lanky redhead. <laughs> but you prefer a cobblestone alleyway to a field. And a Brady O'Reilly's, that's right. Uh, he spoke about the first time he saw a bag of cocaine. Mm. This is my second favourite thing. The first time I took cocaine, I had no idea what it was. It was presented in front of me in a small bag. I thought it was powdered sugar, like the ones you get in boxes of panettone, which seemed weird because it was mid-August and panettone is usually a winter cake. I turned to my friend Edward and asked, where's the panettone? He laughed, turned to me and said, H, we are the Panettone. We've all been there. Do we believe that when Harry was sitting with all his school friends in a party and someone brought out a little bag of white powder, do we believe his first thought was, oh, Panettone, <laughs> Italy's favourite cake? <laughs> Look, I struggle. But I do respect the choice of dessert pastry good that he's that it's he's creative it is creative i don't think yeah. i've ever had someone be so it's so specific yeah. to yeah. the powdered sugar they sprinkle on panettone yeah. and the fact that he said it's a winter cake and it wasn't winter that makes no sense why yeah. have they got the panettone uh, i mean where's the cake no cake do you feel the uncomfortable i've had a lot of people say look i felt a bit uncomfortable because i feel like it's all too much information and i feel like someone who loves him should be saying bit less harry bit less do you have that or do you just think go for your life i'm enjoying it it's fine Letter. Look, I think it's done irrevocable damage. <laughs> I think. You don't think I, I there's think, reunions happening anytime soon? I just feel like he won't be going to the coronation, but we'll get to that. We'll get to our predictions for this year. I feel like you can only break your silence maybe two times. 
I feel like you're allowed to break your silence maybe twice. But Harry oh. was breaking his silence. I think we got to about ten broken silences. The rule of Diana. She did the Andrew Norton book, or the Janita, and then she did the Panorama and you out. Yeah. You can't you can't keep breaking your silence. There's a ceiling on that. Mm. And I kept saying the new Harry breaks his silence on the wedding. Harry mm. breaks his silence on Harry and I'm like He's broken it. It's broken. Mm-hmm. It's out. The cat's out of the bag. You'll notice Megan has been a very quiet. She's she not been involved in any interviews. She has made no comments. Mm. She has barely promoted the book. So I don't know that she was on board with this whole situation. No, I think she was just reading. I- I'm pretty sure that the publishers that paid the $20 million for that book, they obviously you know, contractually would mm. have wanted him to promote it a certain number of times. But I think she would be savvy enough to know where it's saturation point here. Mm. I, I need to I need to duck yeah. back a yeah. bit. I love it, but I do feel like It was one too many. Any of the kind of good grace they might have gained through the documentary and they very much came out on top in that. Like they yeah. controlled the narrative and did it well. I feel like this just makes it look a bit wild. And him just a little bit especially when you listen to him read some of the words. <laughs> like this excerpt when he talks about the frostbite and he's mm. Todger. Have a listen. My penis was oscillating between extremely sensitive and borderline traumatised. The last place I wanted to be was Frost Nipperstown. I'd been trying some home remedies, including one recommended by a friend. She'd urged me to apply Elizabeth Arden cream. My mum used that on her lips. You want me to put that on my Todger? It works, Harry. Trust me. I found a tube, and the minute I opened it, the smell transported me through time. I felt as if my mother was right there in the room. And I took a smidge and applied it down there. Insulators, it's M breaking in. Oh my God. So <laughs> I'm just recording this into my iPhone. So the quality is not going to be great. But I am currently listening to the episode at my house. It's Wednesday night. It's pre-approval. And the boys put in it, that grab you just heard of Harry talking about the Elizabeth Arden eight-hour cream and how... Diana used to use it on her lips and then he smelt it. It reminded him of his mother and he then proceeded to still rub it on his dick. So there's a whole lot of, wow. I just feel like you needed to know that I didn't know that was the grab the boys were going to put in. And as I sit here listening to the episode and that sprung up and then Michael and I came back and just kind of talked about how we went jogging in Antarctica, I just feel like you would have felt ripped off and you would have felt like, did they have a stroke? But no, I just, wow, I was transported back and I rubbed it on my dick, Todger. Okay, that's all. I just wanted you to hear me acknowledge it so you didn't feel worried. (laughs) Okay, back to the pod. So he'd been away in the North Pole Mm. on a charity run and got frostbite on his ears. Charity run. On his, I think it was a charity run. Yeah, it was. A okay. charity walk. It was a walk. Okay, okay yeah. And he got frostbite on his ears, his nose and his dick. Mm. And he said he was complaining about his ears and nose and, and Charles was very concerned. Mm. But his, his pain and his ears and nose were, were healing, but his penis just was not healing. Mm. So, and, and then the vision of it oscillating between what, what, the, what he just said. Mm. So I think, I think those are the kind of things that, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Was just one step over the borderline. Oh, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Not I enjoyed sure. it. Sure. Still wish them well. <laughs> Probably wish them just to rest for a little bit now. 
Oh, no, they'll be doing so many things because now there needs to be the movie. Tell me there's not someone writing a, a Netflix crown-style series based on the book. Surely. Oh. I would watch this shit. Oh, my other favourite thing is that William and Kate were massive Suits fans. Oh. Watched it religiously. Wow. And admitted that to Harry. Right. Wow. Mm, I know. So great. M. Rossiano and Michael Lucas. This is M. Salation. Good for her. 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 Jennifer Coolidge. Of course. Good for her! What? She's had a fucking great time. What a run. She's going to pick up every award for that season. 100%. What a victory lap. And she should. Yeah. And she looks great. She looks great. And she's not pretending that this isn't the most exciting portion of her life yet. No. She's up there saying, I'm being invited to parties. <laughs> I love it. She's doing TikToks with J-Lo. Oh, the TikTok with J-Lo was so great. Mm. Hi. This is my first TikTok and uh, I was trying to think of something cool to do and I think... Um, I think I'm just going to do a poem that I, that I like. Don't be fooled by the rocks that I got. I'm still Jenny. Jenny. Jenny from the block. I like that. I really, really like that. I think also there was an admission that she slept with 200 men after she played Stifler's mum. Oh. Go for her! Of course. I just think she's having... A well-deserved moment in the sun. And I loved how vulnerable she was when she said that she thought that the best was behind her and how emphatically wrong that was. And it's rare for someone to be so open and grateful about that. Mm. And then she thanked Mike White. I had such big dreams and expectations as a younger person. And, you know, I thought I was going to be Queen of Monaco, even though someone else did it. But, Mike White, you have given me hope. Even this is the end, because you did kill me off, but it doesn't matter, because... Even if this is the end, I just want to say, Mike White, I fucking... Oh, shit, sorry. No. Mike, I love you to death. Now, can you explain to M. Salators why he's extraordinary? So his father, I think, was an evangelical preacher, mm. but who then came out as gay. Mm. So obviously had to question all of his faith and everything, and that was those were the circumstances under which he's been brought up. But he became very close to his father, and then Mike White became a superstar reality TV show contestant on Survivor, and then he and his father teamed up to do an amazing race. Oh my so God. he's reality TV royalty, and then he made the television show Enlightened with um, Laura Dern. Mm. And um, I was about to say friend of the pod, Laura Dern. No evidence of that. <laughs> Let's just go with it. Sure. <laughs> um, but, yeah, his greatest success has been with The White Lotus, which many people do point out has some parallels to Survivor. Absolutely. In that we, you know, it will all come down to one person's going to die and then also everyone, the, the cutaways out to we, the... Outlast, outlast, out, like the... Yes. The, yes. And the ocean cutaways to the nature and everything like that with the sort of the music, the tribal music that's yeah. happening is very Survivor-esque. But doesn't he write every yes. episode? Every word of every episode and he produces it and... Also, he directs it. You are a person who makes television. I know. And I do most of the writing with other writers. He doesn't use other writers. Uh, so he and doesn't I, have any consult? None? No. Well, I mean, he would get notes from people. But no, he, it's all him. And then he, and then I don't do any directing. I mean, I'm set, but I, yeah, I, I need a big team to do everything that he does. And also, he actually um, got the second series of White Letters out pretty quickly. Like, mm. there wasn't a huge gap. Mm. 
You're well, going to be waiting longer for Newsreader season two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, when is that? Can we get any more information? No. Nah. It's all in the can, though. It's done. No, it's not. No, we're still working on it. Still doing the music. Nothing. Can you give anyone to give M. Slater's anything? This year. <laughs> do I have a boo? No, I do not have a boo. That's good that you don't. Um, so that's it. Jennifer Coolidge, we say good for her. We salute you. And I'm playing the theme song again because it's on my button. Good for her. 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 Predictions for 2023. Mm, mm. M. wanted to know. Yeah. Okay. This yeah. was your idea. Well done. Yeah. Come up with one idea. We'll return to this. We'll see which 100%. later in the year. We'll see. Yeah. Okay. First predictions. U.S. political predictions. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You go first. I mean, I think they're going to be in for a disastrous time because because the Republicans have control of the House of Reps, and mm-hmm. but they're they're fractious and terrible. Mm-hmm. So I don't think we're going to get anything passed for a good long time. And I don't know that they'll raise the debt ceiling. I love how I've just turned this into <laughs> political podcast. So I think it's going to be stormy times ahead. But my prediction is Joe Biden will run again. He will run again. Next year will be the election, though. 2024. Mm. Mm-hmm. What's your prediction? Do you think he'll run again? I don't know. Obviously, there's an unfortunate situation going down where he accidentally kept some classified documents at his house. True. Currently, they're all being taken away. Yeah. If you want to know, he'll be 86 at the end of that term, mm-hmm. which... Pretty old. Biologically, your brain, your body is not meant to be in charge of that much information and doing that much. Like no. generally by that age, you're drinking a cup of tea and shitting yourself in a nappy yeah. and good for you, mm. right? So do I think he will run? I don't think he has a choice because... Unless a Democratic contender comes forward in the next six months, mm. no one's going to be able to gain any traction. Yeah. And traditionally, the sitting president, they run again. Yep. That's just what happens. That's yep. It's an automatic, they're supported by the party, in they go, yep. right? The thing is, will he be alive? Mm. I don't know. And I don't think that it's going to be Kamala if that is the case, if something happens to Joe, because she's so deeply unpopular. The problem is the Dems don't have a viable candidate. This is it. I think if they did, I think they would be pushing Joe out. Well, and also they did shockingly well in the midterm, so yeah. he's on a run. Yeah. So I think um, I want to say Gavin Newsom, even though he has said absolutely not, it's never happening, the mm. governor of California, Yeah. I think if something, I don't know, I imagine there is talks happening. Pete's out. Buddha judge. Sorry, guys. Not wow, yet. Not that ready. that plane crisis. Okay. Gretchen. Yeah. Maybe is a roughie she from the side. Well. I'm not mm. getting strong unicorn of death, yeah. psycho, psychiatric, yeah. psychic vibes. <laughs> the psychic and the psychiatric can be very closely aligned when it comes to the unicorn of death. But I do, I agree with you. I think Biden will run. Stay. Yeah. And he will lose. Oh! And this is at 2024. I'm not, not going to predict that until I know who he's against. I will predict, regardless, he's either going to be against Trump. Or DeSantis. Or DeSantis. And maybe as a Ruffy Cruz, okay? Because mm. Cruz has said, yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, I might run. And this is this is the problem. Mm. I think they will be able to go hard on the fact that he is too old. Now, mm. Trump's only four years younger, but he does present a much stronger front, right? Mm. Trump has already announced his candidacy. Yes. DeSantis has not. Mm. Cruz has said he's interested. So I think, I predict that if DeSantis is willing to go and have a shit fight, scrag fight with Trump, Mm. and he is the nominee, 
I think he can beat Biden. I think Trump can beat Biden. I don't think Cruz can beat Biden. And I think the Republican Party know that. But I do predict that in 2024, Donald Trump will be the president of America. Okay. I don't think I don't think so. I don't sure. think he can win. We'll revisit. Right. We will. <laughs> Australian politics, what's your prediction? My prediction is Anthony Albanese will get married this year. <gasps> I love that There's prediction. Be a wedding, I'm telling you. And Tony yeah. Abbott will re-enter politics. That's oh, my prediction. Absolutely. I, yeah, I I I'm pleasantly I don't have any strong predictions for Australian politics other than other than I think Albanese, his popularity against Dutton's holding real strong, mm. according to the polls I today. I forgot Dutton was the opposition mm. leader. I totally, if you had just said to me then, M, who's a leader of the Liberal Party, I would have. You would have really had to think about struggled. it. Struggled. Mm. Oh my God. I've seen nothing of Dutton. I think we've got another year where an Australians are going to be pretty happy to not think about politics for yeah. a while. And so, so why we're I get a think wedding. he's just going to quietly potter along and make the occasional music festival performances. And at one of those music festivals, he'll have a ring on his finger. I agree. Mm. I think there's going to be a dorky proposal. Yeah. And I'm, there's going to be, I can't wait. She'll wear a white suit, she won't wear a dress. And then there'll be a reveal of some sort of. He'll indie get hot, band. he'll get wedding hot. Oh yeah, 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 yeah! Oh my god, I can't wait! I'm so excited. If yeah. there is, I will, I will try so hard to be somehow involved in that wedding. I don't know how. Mm. But I think Missy Higgins is going to sing the song at oh. the wedding. Oh, that'd be nice. Mm, first dance. He is a music person. He does. He, he loves does. a bit of Triple J. <laughs> okay, next, Harry Styles. Who will he next hook up with? <gasps> Jennifer Aniston. Wow, <laughs> that is so wild. Actually, I think I think he- that needs a this. I think that he will probably go for someone not famous. I think he's probably had enough of the fame. Really? Yeah. I'm predicting it'll be a non-binary person. Ah. A they. And I, I don't think I'll That'd be, be a late-breaking twist for Jennifer Aniston. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't see I, that one coming. I genuinely think. Finally, friends get some diversity. <laughs> 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 anyway. I think he'll lean in to the queer part yeah. of his personality, his life. His, I think it's time because mm. I think he did so badly in Straightland and the way he handled that whole situation. I think he needs to cleanse everyone's palate. We are due <laughs> to see him in four weeks and I'm still mad He's at him. He's thinking, I can't handle the drama. Let's find a gay man. <laughs> <laughs> I genuinely think his next relationship will be with someone who doesn't adhere to society's preconceptions of what gender should be. I want to believe that, but I, th- I think it's not my actual prediction. It's, it's my just, prediction. It's just my fervent hope. It's my prediction. Okay. In my gut, in my waters. Yeah. Do I wonder we... if he'll catch up with Troy Sivan in Australia. Wouldn't that make the country proud? Whoa. (laughs) That would be so hot. Okay, Brittany. Mm, I... I think she'll release another single that will be a cover. That's as far as I'm willing to go. Um, I have... um, I... The marriage is done, over. mm, mm. I think it's going to become her versus him. Yep. I am concerned and the... The Britney conspiracy theories are fucking bonkers at the moment, Mm. even for me, Michael. Mm. There are people saying that she actually died two years ago and it's been standing clones since. Wow. It's Mm. wild what they're saying. Mm. She's been kidnapped. She's locked away somewhere. Mm. So I think things seem to be spiralling and unravelling and I'm I'm hesitant to even talk about it because it's so concerning. Mm. But I do think that that marriage is done and over and I think it's going to become quite ugly in public and mm. I think a lot of her stuff, I am concerned, I am concerned for Britney's life this year. Oh, goodness gracious. Truly. 
All right. I truly am concerned. Mm. Like, it's the same with Kanye. Oh, did you know Kanye's here in Brunswick? Kanye was spotted at A1. Oh, well, his wife's here. He's spotted at A1 Bakery in Brunswick. Just wow. two minutes up the road from the studio. Imagine if Kanye, if Kanye just walked past, what would you say? What would you do? I'd bring him in. I'd, I'd, want, I'd want to sit down, chat. You'd get fucking booted. Oh, okay. He'd be no, out. fair enough. I'd be I'd Paco, step aside. He'd be Madonna. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah. do you, imagine if we just brought him in. I was looking, the girls and I were shopping around Brunswick today, and I'll be honest. You're on Kanye watch. I was. Were you? Mm-hmm. Wow. Because she went to Melbourne Uni, her, the wife, where Chella goes. Yeah. And Ivan, her grandma. Like, yep. she's a, from our area, yep. neck of the woods. Could have been you. Kanye's just. <laughs> Wouldn't have been you. You <laughs> oh, look too much like his mother in law. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. She? When she was very young. Twi- I. <clears throat> when she was young, I mean. I get the. I think the Christiana comparison is lazy. <laughs> and I think it's because I just have. It's harassed. It's, it's harassed. I think it's a certain. I have added- short brown hair. That is all her and I have in common. Our features are not similar. How do you? James, if you're doing a side-by-side with me and Chris Jenner right now, I swear to God, he is, isn't he? There's a There's certain a attitude. Me right now. I look nothing like this person. And if you find a shot of her in leopard print, oh, my God, so what? We both like leopard print. And you know what other people say? I look like Lisa Rinna, also 20 years older. Do not put a picture of Lisa Rinna next to me. Oh, my God, he's going to do it. There's going to be a picture of Lisa Rinna and Chris Kardashian, Chris Jenner in leopard print, <laughs> looking like me. If Lisa Rinna and Chris Jenner had a baby girl, she would look like you and she would have one hell of a reality TV <laughs> franchise, let's face well, no. it. no. Rinna's been sacked off Beverly Hills. I know. I mean. Well, I know. Mm. What are they thinking? Why would you get rid of the most entertaining person? Now they're just going to be left with all the fair people who are like, oh, to be fair, I don't want to upset, I don't want to ruffle any feathers. Oh, the me's. Go fucking, go ruffle. Oh, they, ah, ah, ah. It's just, it's just a reality TV show full of Michael Lucas's, The oh, Devil's Advocate. No one would watch the that. The To Be Fairs. Mm. Oh, fuck off. Mm. Don't just ruffle feathers, pluck them and set them on fire. <laughs> That's what I want to watch. I don't want to watch people agreeing. I don't watch people going, oh, babe, you look great. <laughs> no. I want Lisa in there just swilling her cocktail mm. and vodka neat, mm. just saying, wow, own it, own it, bitch. Mm. I'm sorry for your loss. I'm really sad. She'll still be on Instagram dancing to Madonna songs. That'll I be hope good. so. Yeah. I hope so. She'll be, she might even be at Madison Square Garden, you don't know. Oh We're God, going on loves, Saturday night. She loves going to New York. <gasps> <gasps> what were you talking about? Predictions. Next oh, one. right. Okay. I think that's all the predictions. Wait, I slammed my stuff down because I was so mad about Chris Jenner. Oh, okay. Oh, J-Lo and Ben Crystal Ball. What do we think? They're going to stay together for the rest of this year. They'll see this year out. No, nah, I disagree. I think they're going to split. Oh. I give them till November. November 13. Really? They'll announce. No. I'm seeing a beautiful Christmas together. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Nah. She's mm. out. She's done. Okay. Oh. No. Okay. That was all. That's all. Do you have any other predictions you want to just throw out there? No. I think we've covered all of the forces in pop culture that and politics that we would like to. I think so. Before you go, we haven't spoken about it. This pod will be going out on Invasion Day. Mm. I briefly touched on it before. I just want to... The cafe down the road from us has got a big Australian flag hanging in the oh. window. Like, why? Mm. I think... What I want to remind everyone is, as I said, this isn't an issue that I'm willing to be drawn in on debate on. Mm. I think what I also want to say, and this is a tricky, sticky thing, I posted a picture of the Queen when she died and after, you know, taking in 
every Indigenous voice that I love and follow and I realised I'd made a mistake and I educated myself and I grew. And if you're somebody who has previously celebrated Australia Day and now you've educated yourself and you've grown, you're not a hypocrite, you're a better person and you should be loud and proud out there being an ally. And if anyone tries to come for you and say, oh, we saw you at a barbecue last year or whatever, mm. it doesn't matter. It's never too late no. to learn, grow, be better. Oh, God, I used to go to the Triple J Hottest 100 barbecues on yeah. Australia Day. I didn't think twice about it. That was my problem. Yeah. The idea around the date is it's beside the point now. Mm. It's, it's the idea that we still haven't reconciled the mm. birth of the place that we all live. Mm. And it's facts, facts are facts. Mm. That date represents the dispossession of land, of genocide, of violence for this country's first inhabitants. That's fact. Mm. And why would you want to celebrate that? Mm. It's, it's, it really can be distilled down mm. to that simple yes, idea. Yes, mourn for it, sure. Mourn. Reflect on it, sure. And the only thing to be celebrated is the survival of Aboriginal culture. Mm. The fact that it did survive mm. when they tried so hard to eradicate it. So it's a day for you to reflect. Don't lean on Indigenous Australians to educate you either. Educate yourself. Have chats with people around you. Pay the rent. We will be posting a bunch of things, but my favourite is Sisters Inside and Barista Sisters. Mm -hmm. uh, they're a great charity. I donate to them regularly and they, they support Aboriginal women who are incarcerated. They support their families. They help them with lawyers. They're doing so much amazing work within the justice system because First Nations women are overrepresented mm. in, in the criminal justice system here. So... They're my favourite, but um, we will be putting up a bunch of links. But there are so many ways you can show your support to the Indigenous community and I encourage you to do so and have meaningful conversations with your friends and family. Post Indigenous voices on the day, amplify them, platform them. So, um, yeah, thanks for coming back. It's going to be a big year. We have a new set, which you'll see in the videos. We've got lots of surprises and way more insulation coming for you, whether you want it or not. Michael Lucas, you head off to your post-production. Thank you. And I'll leave to you. Well, I mean, I haven't actually pressed stop yet, but he's standing up. Okay, bye, everybody. Say bye, Michael. Bye. This is insulation. All right, gang, that's it. That's all I want to say. That's all we want to say. And as Michael and I just discussed, today is January 26th, the day this podcast comes out. If you're listening on the Thursday, you may not be listening on the Thursday, but you must be reflecting about January 26th and why we need to change the date well beyond January 26th. And um, to any of our Indigenous community, to any Indigenous emsolators, we stand beside you. We, we do all that we can to move towards some kind of reconciliation because, you know, like I've been saying, this country can't be whole. We can't be all that we should be until the genesis of this country is addressed, dealt with and reconciled. Yeah, I hope you all spend the day in reflection, discussion, amplifying Indigenous voices, and um, we'll be back next week. Thanks, everyone. See you later. Emsolation with M. Rossiano is a Spotify-exclusive podcast recorded at Down the Hill Studios, hosted by M. Rossiano with Michael Lucas and sometimes her eldest daughter, Marcella. Executive produced by Benjamin Wosley. Produced by M. Rossiano. Edited by Ezekiel Fenn. With videos by James Henderson. Socials by Marcella Rossiano-Barrow. With assistance from Jem Evans, plus cameos from M's dad, Vincey. 
get the full Emsolation experience by following us on Instagram at Emsolation Podcast. You can also sign up for our weekly newsletter. Join other Emsolators at the Emsolation Group on Facebook. The answer is Harry Styles. If you really want to help us out, you could become a patron of Emsolation. Share this podcast with a friend. Give us a five-star rating and make sure you're following us on the Spotify app by actually hitting the follow button. As always, thanks for listening and we're excited to chat with you again soon. <laughs> <laughs>